From the east side to the west, this is From the Land, the Cleveland Sports and More podcast. I'm your host, Jason Gerber, and tonight we are back. After a bye week forced by real work, we return for our regular nonsense, and we picked a great week for a comeback. We are going to talk the Browns getting a big win, the return of the Cavs, our NFL season re-preview, our fall hot takes, and we will celebrate the month of October when we head off the field. I am joined tonight by two of the best ever. My co-hosts, Phil Denko and Chuck Rambaldo are here. Fellas, are you podcast rested after the bye week? I'm at least medically cleared. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tough to top. I am well rested. I actually said to my wife earlier today, I'm like, I'm looking forward to this. I really missed hanging out with the boys so yeah all right i'm ready all right well i'm feeling pretty good although i've already f***ed up twice but we'll edit that shit out <laughs> and everything is going to be fine mid-season form yeah <laughs> all right we are going to get the show rolling we will start at home we will start with skid marks our weekly look at the browns road to the super bowl this week these short-handed browns pulled off the good and terrible upset of the undefeated 49ers browns win 19 to 17 with help for the first time i can remember from the refs and someone else missing a kick browns are now three and two in second place in the afc north give me your 60 your 60 second hot take on the browns i told everybody never a doubt that the browns were going to win this game i credit sharp game management from the Browns sideline uh, but but like honestly um the browns never win these games ever like ever uh ugly and sloppy but it actually probably needed to be unbelievable win uh, and for all the talk about what a great offense this team should have we are looking at an elite defense uh, a defense that beat up the best team in football at least 6 weeks into the nfl season the secondary played man all game miles garrett had uh, one of the best games of his career as a run defender which was nice to see uh, the offense play calling is what it should have been weeks ago. We saw the Baker Mayfield 2020 playbook and it worked. Uh, it was nice to see those <laughs> screens and slants. Uh, the O-line had the best game they've had all season against the best D-line in football. <clears throat> but mostly we saw a really successful blueprint for when Watson comes back that they don't need to throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. If they score 21 points, the defense is going to take care of the rest from here on out. Uh, but really, most importantly, this will kind of cool down all the Watson injury stuff and how that clusterfuck happened for the last three weeks. So overall, like it's a, it's a great feeling. And uh, no matter how you got the win, you got the win. And that's the toughest opponent on this schedule. I think we kind of looked at it yeah. and went, there's no way they're winning this game. Uh, and with all the injuries, there's no way. Vegas is always right, man. That's all I know. <laughs> It looked like, and then very quickly felt like a scheduled loss, two in a row, right? There was a scheduled loss before the bye. There was a scheduled loss after the bye. And I was already mentally prepared to be two and three, but looking at the next stretch of games, like, all right, we're not out of it. Let's get healthy. Let's play. So I did not see this win coming after San Francisco's first possession. It certainly felt like a scheduled loss. I'm like, oh boy, that does not look yeah. good. And then to Chuck's point, the Cleveland Browns defense just shut them down shut them down when McCaffrey was out there, when Debo was out there, and then again when they weren't. And, and, and they just shut them down the entire game. It got a little iffy toward the end. But an elite defense, I've been saying this my whole life, all you need in this league is an elite defense and field goals. That's it. 
That's all you need. That's all you need. That is the modern NFL. Yeah, that's right. The NFL in 2023, elite defense and four out of five field goals. That's going to take us to the promised land. But I think um, really what we got out of this is I I thought about this with the, the loss of the Steelers, you know, a shitty loss shouldn't have happened. You need something to balance it out. Maybe this balances that out. I think a lot of us had them about three and two at this point in the season. Here we are. Let's get Watson back. Let's go out there and lean on our defense, but a little bit more dynamic offense will go a long way the rest of the season. I first want to apologize for not introducing this as a white satin winning Monday <laughs> yeah, podcast. Because first Dan was yeah. finally getting to support yeah. his his uh, his brownies with his white satin <laughs> season ticket member jacket, which is looking fantastic. I think a lot of things about this game. I think I liked almost all of the play calling on offense. It seemed like they were calling plays suited for the people on the field, which we didn't see in the Ravens loss. I didn't love all of it, but I I liked a lot of it. I think I like our secondary and our linebackers better than I thought I would at the beginning of the year. They played outstanding on defense. I think I don't like P.J. Walker. I think I don't like him one bit, and uh, I want Deshaun Watson back. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure Jim Schwartz is way too tan to live in Cleveland in October. I don't know if you Very saw him true. on the sidelines. Yep, oh yeah. man, look look yep. healthy. Mostly, I'm I'm kind of with Denko that this looked to me like it was probably a scheduled loss, and I don't care. It made sense to me that you don't put Watson out there if he's banged up, and you don't have Batonio playing. Like you're putting him in against one of the best defenses in football with a weakened offensive line and he's hurt, don't do it. Just take your beating from this game, lose the game like you're supposed to and move on. And instead they found a gross, mucky, dirty, dumb way to win the game and they got it and it's a win. And I don't give a shit what the media says all week about whether it was the (laughs) 49ers blowing it or the refs or whatever. I don't care. It's a win. We're going to move on. Forget about it now and just go try to stack W's and get healthy and keep this team moving. Uh, which crowd feels more vindicated this week? The defense wins championships crowd or the don't build a dome crowd? <laughs> I'm going to say defense wins championships because shy of one game this so far this season, the defense has kept this team in every game. That crowd is vindicated and, and I hope will continue to be so as the rest of the season goes on. The don't build a dome crowd. I think that's going to, you know, depending on which way the wind blows next home game, I think that could go another way pretty quickly. Yeah. It's, it's the defense wins championships crowd is vindicated. The NFL has moved to defense. Doesn't matter. Everything is built around offense and airing it out and five wide and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it looked like this team in those conditions still was just fine. Didn't matter who they were playing or the weather. They looked fantastic. So uh, I had a, a buddy text me who's way younger than us and a huge Browns fan. They said, this reminds me of like the Dilfer Ravens team. Like the quarterback only has to do just enough and the defense yeah. is great. I'm like, yeah, but our quarterback makes way more money than Trent Dilfer ever did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it vindicates that a, a great defense is going to keep you in any game. So they're vindicated this week. I'm with the don't build a dome crowd this week. <laughs> They've got to love it. Like, oh, you brought in this high powered offense from San Francisco and they had torched Dallas the week before and they're this and they're that. And because it was raining and windy, we slowed it down and their kicker didn't know how to kick and blah, 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 blah. 
because it's never rainy or windy in San Francisco. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's always rainy and windy there. Yeah. Well, I think they they think they play in like Santa Clara now. They don't even play oh, in San Francisco right. <laughs> anymore. But um, I think that you probably get the don't build a, a dome crowd feeling pretty good about this win, even though it really doesn't make any sense. Moving on. Who's your MVB for the week? You know, I'm. Uh, you could say the entire defense and Jim, all that's great, but you talked about a scheduled loss, and I thought the reason they played P.J. Walker is because they were confident somebody was going to get massively injured. It may well be that guy. So my MVB is Dewan Jones. He absolutely manhandled the reigning defensive player of the year. And the one sack that Bosa had was because of miscommunication. So when I saw some stuff on X and Twitter or whatever, he was throwing Bosa around with one arm, like literally throwing him five yards with one That's arm. Awesome. So he's a rookie and he was going up against the best defensive player in the NFL last year. And he won almost every battle. So that is my MVB. That's a very good choice. Your, your future starting left tackle for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, right? hopefully. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I was thinking, you know, the whole defense gets it. Does Jim Schwartz get it? Those are, those are things that I, I thought like, all right, they deserve it for this game. But because I don't know that I'll ever get this opportunity again. Hopefully I don't. I'm I'm giving it to Dustin Hopkins, man. I'm giving yeah, it to man. a f***ing right. kicker. Yeah, yeah. kickers. He, he guy, kept on making them, man. He missed one field goal. And thankfully it was right around the same time San Fran missed one field goal as well. So it was kind of like negated e each other, right? I mean, he made four out of five field goals. And clearly, like that interception that Walker threw late in the game, you thought like, oh, that's it. Because they, they scored on the next play. Like, all right, we're down now. We, we're down we're down four or whatever it was, four or five. Like we had to score a touchdown to get back or take the lead. And they calmly got into field goal range twice in a row, knocked down two field goals. And here we go. We're up by two. So Dustin Hopkins, man, on a day where Chuck's boy, Phil Dawson was in, in the, in the yeah, house, yeah. breaking oh, guitars really? in the house, Jeez. Dustin Hopkins, <laughs> tip of the cap, Phil Dawson, this. Well, they named the fucking airport after the guy. It's perfect. Yeah, it's right. That's right. <laughs> No, he's like legacy in Cleveland. Yeah. The defense was the key to the game. And I really think JOK was the key Good to the one. defense yesterday, oh, man. Yeah. He played so well, five tackles, three of them for a loss, a sack. He had two other quarterback hits. I think he broke up two balls that were thrown too. He was just kind of everywhere. This is almost kind of like the like week six lifetime achievement award. I feel like he's been great all season long. Um, and and you're right. Just another really good game. Just really impressed with what he was doing on a day when I understand like Miles Garrett had like a good game, but was kind of quiet. Like he wasn't getting the sacks. His name wasn't getting as called as much as we normally see. I feel like the attention that he was getting was creating opportunities for JOK and other guys, which is exactly what you want to happen. Uh, so I, I thought JOK did a great job. So he was my MVB. Let's move on and talk a little Browns fan psychology. And this week, it's our head coach edition. Browns right now have a winning record after probably the most difficult portion of their schedule. And they've played these games missing two good offensive linemen, Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson. Are Browns fans happy with Kevin Stefanski? No, <laughs> they, they aren't. <laughs> they should be. Should they Everything, be? Well, I guess, given, given what you just said, right? Like you get, you get through week six, you get through an early season bye, and you're three and two. I don't know that any of us had them any better than three and two after, after these matchups, right? Uh, it didn't fall exactly like the way we predicted or the way we had hoped. Maybe nonetheless, they're three and two staring at a stretch of the season that on paper, again, it's on paper is easier is decidedly easier. 
but local, I could tell you for sure, local Cleveland fans, they want Jim Schwartz to be the head coach. Absolutely. Right now. I knew it right now. Absolutely. Right now. And I, I'm sitting there thinking like, all right, man, everything you just rattled off there, Gerbs, if you, this Browns team would be one in four or oh and five in the past with everything you just rattled off and we're three and two. So I'm going to sit back in my white satin jacket and take it week <laughs> by week. I'm like, all right, Kev, let's see what you got for the next team. One, one week at a time. What was the original question? It's been a while. It was something about Kevin Stefanski. Are, are Browns fans happy with Kevin Stefanski? Absolutely not. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad Phil gave us the local perspective because that's what I would assume would happen is that I assume that local fan base is saying we need to elevate him to head coach right now because you know he's going to leave after this season because the defense is so great. They should be pretty happy with Kevin Stefanski. Your best offensive player is hurt. Your linemen are hurt. Uh, you've had quarterback injuries and you're still three and two. And again, you finally changed the game plan to fit the talent that you had and made it work and got a win that nobody expected you to do. They should be very, there should be some pressure off that dude this week, but I think it's only compounded because this defense continues to play better and better and better. I mean, let's not forget that Jim Schwartz had like a terrible run as a head coach for the lions. Horrible. Right? I mean, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's entirely possible. There are these dudes who are Dick amazing LeBeau. coordinators, yeah. Yeah. not yep. meant to be head coaches. Yeah. Yep. I, I think the Stefanski stuff though, there, there's still, there are still enough bad play calls on offense during a game that have you pulling your hair out. And I think just the overall management of the way like the Watson thing has been handled is just kind of seems like it's typical for him. Like, come on, get control of the team, get control of the message, get control of what's going on. That's what your head coach is supposed to do. And he doesn't seem to do it, but you can't argue with three and two in these circumstances. He's having success despite these obstacles and what else are you supposed to do? But I, I get it. There's got to be Cleveland fans thinking um, Jim Schwartz is a real football coach. We need him, not this smart guy, offensive guy, you know, who's like so quiet and like thoughtful and stuff like that. We need this meathead, like yeah. the guy with the swagger to run the team. So it, it doesn't surprise me that that's already, that's already starting to come. Yuck. All right. Let's, let's not rock the boat while we're winning, <laughs> please, please. All right, speaking of winning, how about our Browns bets? What bet did you have on the Browns this week? Well, I had a bunch. <laughs> I I'll be I'll be honest. I went I went against the uh the typical Browns play and I bet against the Browns leading into the week cuz I had the 49ers minus 5 and a half. I thought that it's just they're just giving money away. Like that's you got to be kidding me. And that was before they announced who our starting quarterback was and the line moved quickly to like 10 after that. So I placed money on the 49ers and a couple bets, but I, I just, I couldn't sleep well at night doing that and not betting on the Cleveland Browns. Give me a second. I'm going to look this one up. I bet as I typically do, I went too far in a parlay. <laughs> I bet for the Browns to win on this particular parlay. So match result Browns, that was it. So just the money line, right? Browns win over 16 and a half points for the Browns. That was level okay. two. So All far right. so good, right? What's yep. going on here? Yeah, yeah. Amari, Amari <laughs> Cooper to score a touchdown was the third oh. level of that. The the bet was plus two thousand, plus two thousand, yeah. and I was Amari Cooper touchdown away from from cashing in on that bet. So once again, I lost my ten thousand Gerbucks. The over the over under was thirty six. I took okay. the under. 
It was a push. All <laughs> so, right. Hey, a tie. Hey, man. All right. This is after five weeks of Gerbuck losses or whatever it's been, four weeks, three weeks. I finally broke even, even Steven. So I'll take it. All right. Well, I forgot to make a bet before the game started <laughs> and realized I think Denko texted something in the middle of the second quarter about one of his bets. I was like, oh, shit, I don't have one. <laughs> so at halftime, I put 10,000 Gerbucks on the Browns plus five and a half points oh, and that one hit boy. for nice. 13,500 Gerbucks. <laughs> yeah, so I now man. I'm at 73,500 Gerbucks for the year. Where are you guys at? Phil, you must be at like, you must be down at like 50,000 Gerbucks. The only, the only time I won a Gerbucks bet is the week we didn't, we didn't have a show. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. That one doesn't count. So yeah. So what <laughs> do the math? I'm down 10,000 every week we've recorded. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you're at 50. Chuck, where like are you 50 at? Or 60. So I'd be uh, down 40 because I've lost everyone except this week. So I'm yeah. down 40,000. So I have 60,000 Gerbucks left. Yeah. Cause we, we have, oh man, I'm gonna make a big bet this week. <laughs> I'm putting it on. I'm I am in I'm in firm control of yeah, the Gerbuck no. standings right now. Uh, that'll Walker last, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. So next week, the Browns are staying with the Bonhards in Indianapolis for their game against the Colts. <laughs> Colts are three and three, but Gardner Minshew is now their starting quarterback. All of us picked the Browns to win in Indianapolis. Anybody want to change their mind? No. But are we are we looking at a PJ Walker Gardner Minshew? Battle. We might be. We are, right? Fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not changing mine. No, I'm not changing. No, I'm not changing mine. Chucky? No, no, no. Uh, I don't think Gardner Minshew is ready for this defense. So uh, let's hope that the winning continues and we get to keep celebrating another Browns win next week. But let's move on. It is time for our first sip of wine and gold of the 2023 season. Boys, the Cavs are back. Preseason is underway, and the regular season is right around the corner. Which player's development, the guy who's ready to take another step up in his game, are you most excited for this season? Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro, maybe it's Karis LeVert. I don't know. Maybe it's Dean Wade. Could be anybody. Who's the guy you're looking most forward to seeing taking a big step up? Well, Evan Mobley. He, it's it's his time now. Like I expect him to make the jump to the next level, and he expects to jump to the next level too. I was I read a little bit about him. He built a gym in his home. He got a nutritionist. He's put on seven pounds of muscle, which is great. But you know, like the limited range and ball handling has kind of been somewhat of an issue. Shot a little over twenty percent from three. You need that guy to do a little bit more of that. And, and honestly, all the guys you're saying, Garland, Mitchell, everybody, it doesn't matter. That dude's the centerpiece of the Cavs' plans moving forward. So I expect him to make the jump this year. You, you know he plays great defense. His goal is to win Defensive Player of the Year. I hope his goal is is probably to be a little more aggressive on offense. Uh, that's what I'd like to see. But from a pure talent standpoint, how can it not be him? It is 100% Evan Mobley. The uh, The rest of the guys, they might be at their ceiling or close to it. And that's great. They're, they're all good players in their role, like be it Garland, be it Okoro, you know, even a Jared Allen, you you know, if you can get what we've been getting out of those guys, that that's absolutely fine. Evan Mobley, two seasons ago, that was his rookie year, right? He showed he was hitting, he was knocking down mid-range shots. He was knocking down three-pointers. Last year, he, he kind of kicked it up a notch on defense, but his offense was, something wasn't quite the same, right? So I'm hoping this is the year where he puts the two things together. This is that all-star, 
this is our answer to the the Kevin Durant's of the league or whatever it is that that stretch for that there's no answer for and he's got that ceiling so I want to see it out of Evan Mobley this year keep that guy healthy I'm glad he put on seven pounds of muscle let's keep it rolling with him love me some Evan Mobley uh, but for me it's Darius Garland I, I don't think we've seen that dude's ceiling yet and I think a year under his belt playing with Mitchell I hope that he can make the adjustments to become an even better piece get back to some of that offensive threat we saw not last year but the year before with him whereas honestly it was too much he was asked he was being asked to carry like the scoring load and it kind of wore him down by the end of the year he can do a lot more than he did last year Jared Allen's still my favorite player on the team but Garland is a close second man so I'm looking forward to seeing what that guy can do now let's get irrational throw caution to the wind <laughs> throw logic to the wind just get rid of all of it what is the best possible role Amani Bates can play for the Cavs this season. <laughs> so we're getting irrational here. No. Completely um, irrational. Completely irrational. Because I'll tell you, that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah. The 19 year old. I've watched two preseason games. Yeah, right? I'm ready. I know the, what I'm seeing. The 19 year old, 152 pounds, six foot 11 guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Irrational. What? Uh, I don't, I, I don't expect him to make the roster. But let's say complete, <laughs> complete irrational thought here. Not only does he make the roster, but by all-star break, he's your starting small forward. Oh, wow. That is irrational. That's yeah, right. Beyond irrational. Beyond. And he's going to be in the G League. <laughs> he all said star irrational. in the G League. <laughs> yeah. Uh, irrational would be that he is part of the second unit that is much improved over last year. Um, and he's getting the ball and scoring. Maybe he's averaging six to eight points. And I think that's irrational. Six to eight that points a game out of this dude is irrational. For the charge? Yeah. For, well, <laughs> yeah. For, the, for the charge or the Cavs. I'll take either or. But yeah, that's that's about as irrational as it gets. He's going to play on the second unit. He's going to get some shots up. I guess I'm somewhere in the middle. The irrational outcome would be by midseason, he's your sixth man off the bench. And he's like your heat check guy coming in. You're not worried too much about his defense. You just want him scoring points and stuff like that. And maybe it means that Karis Levert's getting traded for whatever kind of piece they need for a stretch run. But that's probably being irrational. But I don't know if anybody else has been watching like his preseason highlights. He's looked really good. And he looked good in the summer league, which is definitely where you learn about yeah. what guys are going to do in the upcoming NBA season. <laughs> anyway, that is it for our at-home segment. We're going to take our first break. We're going to come back on the road and do our re-preview of the NFL season. Welcome back, fellas, to our second segment. We'll head out on the road, and we're going to start with the NFL with an idea I had when we were on the trip a few weeks ago. Like anyone who sports talks, we made a bunch of predictions on the NFL at the beginning of the season based on nothing but past performance, the draft, and some crappy preseason games. That's a lousy source of information to make predictions on, but now we have almost a third of the season down and a better idea of who every team is. So welcome to our first ever NFL re-preview of the season. We're going to go back through the picks we made at the beginning of the year and see if we want to change any of them or if we need to change any of them because they, you know, maybe we're really dumb. So We'll start with our division winner predictions, starting in the AFC. In the AFC East, 
I picked the Bills to win the division. Chucky, who do you have? I think the Dolphins. Phil? Miami. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stick with the Bills. What about you guys? I'm going to stick with the Dolphins. That is a track team in football uniforms, man. They are so fast. Uh, and they're like a video game, at least on offense. So uh, I feel pretty confident they're still going to win that division. They're still going to win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I'm oh, going to stick, with, oh, right. I'm gonna stick right. with the Dolphins. Yeah. 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 I'm going to stick yeah. with the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sticking with the Bills, even though they had an ugly one last night against the Giants, in part because the Dolphins' defense is giving up like 30 points a game. And I know that offense is high-flying, but I don't know, man. Over the course of the season, maybe defense is important. We'll see. Now, speaking of the East, if you're a GM next season with a coaching vacancy and the opportunity presents itself, would you hire Bill Belichick? No, no. I mean, like 15 years ago, yeah. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I would hire. He's the greatest coach in NFL history. I don't care if Tom Brady is the goat. Yeah. Name every other great player. I mean, they had they had nice rosters, but they were never stacked forever and ever. He's the greatest coach in NFL history, man. He's better than Parcells. He's better than who was the old bastard who coached the Packers that everybody loves. Vince no. Lombardi? The, yeah, that guy. <laughs> the trophy's named right. after him. <laughs> he was all right. <laughs> Belichick's still better. How could you not hire Bill Belichick? Absolutely. Boy, I'm on the fence on this one. It's hard because I feel like there's a chance the game has passed him by, and uh, that's why they're, they're not winning more games right now. Although their roster is like terrible, which is his fault too. So definitely would not hire him to be my GM. Maybe I'd hire him to be the coach. All right, moving on. AFC North. I had the Browns. Chuck, who'd you have? The Bengals. Phil? I had the Bengals, too. I'm going to stick with the Browns, but I don't love it. <laughs> well, if the question is, am I going to change my pick? Yes. I'm going to change it. I, I don't like the Bengals so much anymore. A lot of season left. And boy, are these teams really close. Um, yeah. You, you know, Gerbs, you make an interesting argument, and, you know, I can't let go of my homer bias here, but I feel like we're the we have the best potential in this division, but I think Baltimore wins it. I'm, I'll stick with the Bengals. They, they have the pedigree, and Burrow's getting healthier. They have the best receiving core in the division. Uh, their offensive line has been shit, but maybe they can rate the ship. But I'm, I'm not going to stay away from them. I still think they can win the division. Everybody's bunched up. It's not like yeah, right? it's everybody anyone, anyone's yeah. division. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm sticking with the Browns in part because the Ravens still have to play Detroit, Seattle, San Francisco, the Rams, the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the rest of our division at least once. Maybe they have to play the Bengals twice. I think they just got a tougher schedule than the Browns have the rest of the way. We'll see. Go Browns. I'm, Go no, Browns. I'm, not, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I can't do Logic it. Logic wins again. Yep. All right, yep. AFC West. I think we are all on the Chiefs at the beginning of the year, right? Yep. Yeah, I think so. Uh, anybody looking to change that? No. No. <laughs> has, has that division become surprisingly secretly and kind of outwardly <laughs> shitty other than the Chiefs? Yeah. Uh, you were dead on with the Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> they're, oh, yeah. They're one in five right now, right? Yeah. 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 Chiefs, for sure. For sure. I thought the Chargers could compete, but they're losing right now. Yeah. Doesn't get yeah. easier for them next week. Uh, so, Chiefs. Moving to the AFC South. I'm. I'm positive we are all on the Jags at the beginning of the year, and I'm willing to bet we still are, right? Yes. yes. 
Yeah. All right. I'm on the Jags too. Scale of one to five. One being your first ever sip of beer, five being drinking beer tonight. How much better is this division than you expected? <laughs> really hated my first sip of beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And really, now? now, you know what, though? Like, I listened to what we, we talked about, and I had said the Texans are going to be a lot better than people think. Yeah. So I'm going to say just because they're they're 500, I'm going to put it like a two, you know, like I, I, I still kind of hate the taste of it, but they're, it's impressing me. Like maybe I'm a little more into this than I thought I was. So uh, only because of the Texans, I'm going to say it too. I absolutely hated my first taste of beer and it happened at an age way too young. I was like six, I think it was awful. Um, <laughs> Genesee cream ale. Oh man, terrible. But nowadays I like a beer. I like all sorts of beers. I'll have a beer. Um, and this, this, so I'm going to put it a little higher on that. I, I might go as high as four on that scale because I think we, we all talked about the Colts and the Texans potentially being some of the worst football teams in the NFL. And they're both at 500. Like they're, they're right there in all of this. And, you know, they're basically a game behind Jacksonville. So this division is much better than I first expected. I'm probably like a three and a half or a four because I do think the Jags are maybe even better than I thought they would be. Uh, the Colts are definitely better. The Texans are way better than I thought they would be. And in fact, I think if, if there's a team trending in the right direction in that division, other than Jacksonville, it's Texas, like the Colts and the Titans may be headed the wrong way, but I think that division looks a lot more like the AFC North than we ever thought it would. Good on you, AFC South. All right, let's move over to the NFC take the easy one first uh, I think we are all on the Eagles winning the East and I imagine we're all sticking with that one right yep I am yeah all right yep me too all right in the north Lions were my pick I think Chuck you picked the Lions too right yes Danko you picked the Vikings at the beginning uh, of the season? shittiest pick of my entire <laughs> preseason I did I would like to change that now if I could right. enter that into the <laughs> record please <laughs> you can. Where would you like to go now, Phil? Our Detroit football Lions. Ah, welcome baby. aboard. Yeah. Yeah. And they're good. Do you think the Lions can win this division by five games? Put this into some context. If they go 12 and five and somebody like Minnesota or Green Bay tops out at seven and 10, is, is it possible the Lions can win this division by five games, which is a ton in the NFL? Yeah, I think it's possible. They look like a really complete football team. And I know you don't think Jared Goff's all that great, but he's much better than most people give him credit for. So I'm going to say they can't. They can. That's not a really great division right now. I thought the Vikings, Phil was probably right. I was like, shit, the Vikings are pretty good. Jefferson's hurt. Kirk Cousins might be traded, but to who are you talking about? He's not going anywhere. Uh, But they can win by five. I guess they could. That'd be something. But right now, as it stands, after six weeks, they're the only team in that division with a winning record. So, yeah. yeah, I think a bunch of teams, if this trend continues, could finish, you know, seven and 10 yeah. And, yeah. and lose the division by five. So I think they can. That'd be something. I don't, I get the stat department on it. Has, has that happened recently? Has anyone won a division by five games? I don't think so. No. Certainly That's a not lot, that right? division. That's huge. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Yeah. All right, moving on. How about the NFC West? I picked the Seattle Seahawks to win this one. Hey, they're in second place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I picked the Niners. But I applauded your seat. I thought the Seahawks, and I still think they're a good football team. I picked the Niners as well. Are you guys going to change your pick? 
No, no, no. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think as long as they stay healthy, uh, the Niners are a fantastic squad. And so I think they win that division. All right. NFC South. I started with Tampa Bay. Chuck, who do you have? Saints. Phil? I also had the Saints. How you guys feeling about that one? Man, that, that division's even closer than yeah. anything else, man. That is yeah. a complete toss-up. I'm just I'm gonna go with my gut and stick with my first choice. I want to see Baker succeed, but yeah. I'm not gonna change it. He looked great in those creamsicle jerseys, yeah. and I love those jerseys, and I love the Bucks, and I want Baker to win, but I still think the Saints win that division. I'm sticking with the Bucks. I believe in Baker. I believe in what that team can do, and I also believe the Saints are rotten. Um, all right, moving on. Conference winners uh, in the AFC. I picked Kansas City at the beginning. I picked the Dolphins. Dolphins. You guys are sticking with those, huh? Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will too, but I I think after this weekend, the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. Like They're always going to just – doesn't matter, but I still want to say the Dolphins because they can probably outscore anybody on any given day. I'm going to move away from the Chiefs and go to the Bills in part because go ahead and look at who the Chiefs have beaten this year. Like, they've beaten a bunch of rotten teams. Like, they beat the Jets. They beat the Broncos. Um, they beat the Jags early in the year. I, I don't they, – like, they haven't beaten anybody good, and they still have all the problems we saw when they lost to Detroit. So, um, I don't believe in KC at all. And I, like I said before, the Dolphins' defense worries me. So, I guess I'm going to go with the Bills. All right, in the NFC, I picked the Eagles to win the conference. What about you guys? I think we all did. Yeah, we yeah. all picked the Eagles. Okay. Anybody want to change? No. Nope. I'm going to change. I'm going to go with the 49ers. 49ers. Yeah. yeah. They get healthy. Really, really good. Really, really good, I think, if they're healthy. All right, last one. Uh, Super Bowl winner. I had the Chiefs in our preview episode. What about you guys? Eagles. I'm pretty sure I had the Eagles over the Dolphins. Yeah, we I'm both pretty sure Eagles, I did. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, anybody want to change? No. No. Right. I'm dumping the Chiefs as my Super Bowl winner, and I'm going with the 49ers. I'm all in on the 49ers. Oh, wow. They played a tough After? game against. <laughs> this week? I'm just saying healthy and not playing the best defense in the NFL. I, I don't know if you uh, hit your head on really a break or at all. Like You didn't hit your head when you got up. Did you hear did him not. say the best <laughs> the Browns, defense in the, the NFL? The Browns just beat the 49ers. <laughs> the yeah, best yeah, defense. Yeah. He said the best defense in the NFL, uh, and he's second right. Second best. The yeah. Browns have the best defense. Best. No, I said the Browns. Yeah, the oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Played yeah. the best the defense best. in the NFL. Yeah. 100%, yeah. man. All right, so before we leave our re-preview, that's enough talking about the good teams. Who needs to be relegated Ted Lasso style and sent down to the Big Ten or the SEC? In the AFC, at the beginning of the season, I said it was the Broncos. Chuck, who'd you have? I think I said the Colts. Phil? I think I might have gone with Houston. You did. Yeah. That is correct. All right. Anybody want to change their spot? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, Chuck. <laughs> Not that I think the Colts are going to be. They, they're pleasantly surprising. The kid from Florida was playing really well. But yeah. Garden Minshew is a phenomenal guy who comes into games, not starts games. Fingers crossed, Browns this week. Uh, but. I'm, I'm going to join you on that Broncos bandwagon, man. Like they are 
brutal. And I love that they're brutal because they gave up a lot to get Sean Payton. I think he's doing it on purpose so he can get Caleb Williams. But either way, I'm 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 riding the Gerb train uh, to the Mile High City. Man, so if you look at the records, it's it's the Patriots and the Broncos are the worst two teams in the AFC. So I am also jumping on the Denver Broncos train because Bill Belichick's going to eke some wins out of the rest of the season. I don't think Sean Payton wants to win another game. No. I really don't. Like I, I think one in 16 is what he's looking at. Go Broncos. It really is a lot closer between the Patriots and the Broncos than I expected it to be at the beginning of the year, but I'm going to stick with the Broncos because they are terrible and I'm enjoying it. And I think we're getting, we're like two weeks away from Russell Wilson being benched or just having his head ripped off by Peyton <laughs> on the sidelines, which would be a, a record. All right, moving on to the NFC. Um, at the beginning of the year, I thought the Rams should be relegated. What about you, Chuck? I think I said the Cardinals. I think I said the Cardinals. Pretty sure. You did. Yeah. Phil, you did too. I, I expect did, you yeah, guys okay. to do a little bit more preparing. For I it did. Actually. I'm. I was. I listened. Being coy. I listened. I did listen. I just didn't write down what I listened. To. All right. Anybody want to change <laughs> their pick for relegation in the NFC? No. I mean, there's a argument for the Panthers who are awful. The Giants, who I said would have a down year, because them. But no, I'm going to stick with the Cardinals. They stink, man. Like they're they're brutal, and the the fans who are clamoring and pissed that we traded Josh Dobbs to them, shut the f up. They're terrible. The NFC might have to relegate like four teams at the end of this yeah. whole yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So I don't know that I need to change from the Cardinals because again, like they don't. Is Kyler Murray coming back this year? No, I don't yeah. think he is. They I don't think so. yeah. yeah, for yeah. him. So yeah. yeah. So they're they're playing for next year already. So they they might they might get another win somewhere and end up with two. Carolina's pretty awful. I'm not going to change. It's a, fl a flip of the coin between those two teams. I'm definitely going to change. The Rams are actually pretty good somehow. Yeah, um, yeah, right. Yeah, that McVeigh guy might know what he's doing. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Panthers just for the fun of them going like one in fifteen getting the number one pick and trying to decide whether they have to draft a quarterback again the year after they drafted <laughs> a quarterback. That always makes for good good fodder during a draft. So uh, I'm going to go the Panthers need to be relegated. And that's it for our re-preview. Maybe we'll do a re-re-preview <laughs> like 15 games into the year or something like that, see how this all shakes out. But why don't we move on to our pumpkin spice fall hot shots, our hot takes from around the sports world. Last week's NFL upsets were not the only ones in sports because in Major League Baseball, the Rangers, the Diamondbacks, and the Phillies all scored upsets to get to their league championship series. Who do you like to make it to the World Series this year? Hmm. If I'm putting money on it, I like uh, Rangers, Phillies, if I had to choose. It's not who I hope makes it, but that's who I think will end up there. Oh, Phil's such a huge Astros fan. I always forget. No, no, no. <laughs> Go Diamondbacks. 84-win team, Diamondbacks. Phillies. Yeah, I hate the ass. So I'm, I'm going to mimic yeah. Phil here. But I, I'm all in on the Red October and the Phillies because it feels like the closest to what Cleveland would be like if they were in that situation. Yeah. Watching those games, the crowd is absolutely bananas. So I, I like... I like the Phillies for this. I, I hope they get there because it, it's way more exciting watching their games than anybody else's. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Texas and, and Philly. I, I think that would be a great World Series. I think that would be a lot of fun. And I really don't like the Astros at all. So speaking of which, 
Texas just finished taking the first two games of the series in Houston. Where do crying Astros fans rank on your fans I love to see cry list? <laughs> Behind the Steelers, probably. Maybe ahead of Duke. I know Chuck loves the Yankees, so maybe he wouldn't put them up there. But I would also, I'd probably put the Astros fans behind crying Yankees fans. I don't know. Where are they on your list? You know, like it's a house divided here with the Steelers. And I'm all for watching, oh, where she's at right now. <laughs> all for watching her be upset that, that when they lose, it makes me feel good inside. So that's where we'll put it on that scale. Well, yeah, it's definitely behind crying Steelers fans. I guess, I mean, it's pretty high on my list, though. I'd put it behind crying Steelers fans, maybe crying Michigan fans. That's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, one, too. Yeah, yeah. The crying Yankees, I, I I do like that. I do, because the Yankees should win every year, and they don't. So it's it's getting pretty close, though, because the, Astro, the Astros, man. Fuck the Astros. Yeah, like, yeah. Cheaters, come on, man. Uh, so I'll put it pretty close to crying Yankees fans. Three and a half on that, on that ranking. Excellent. All right, moving on. If I had to guess, I suspect that Travis Kelsey probably has like a really, really nice house. But do you think he's embarrassed to bring Taylor Swift back to it? Yes, I do. <laughs> because there's future Hall of Fame tight end money, and then there's Taylor Swift money. Yeah. And uh, yeah, good on Travis, though. But I, yeah, I bet they're hanging out at her house. <laughs> no, I think he is a super confident dude yeah and i don't think it matters if he brings her back there and there's dirty undies on the floor whatever it is no that's not what i'm talking about all i watch is seeing how she was interacting with his mother and it seems like they're closer and they like each other it reminds me of how i would want to like whatever girl was in my life my mother would have to approve of that and to see that that's the way it goes I don't think he's embarrassed about anything. He's the one who made the move. She didn't make the move. That dude is full of riz and swag, man. Like, yo, don't roll your eyes, dude. He <laughs> got he got that angel baby. He locked that angel baby up, man, who has the number one movie in the country. It is going to make for an amazing yeah. song when she writes that's, it, when they break yes, up. And that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Where was he? He was at the Philly game with his brother. Like he's leaving. Mm -hmm. He's leaving the broad at home. Even if it's Taylor Swift, probably at his place. So he can watch the game. <laughs> at his place. Clean up those underwear. That's right. <laughs> not, he's not leaving her in Kansas city where he's <laughs> no. got a house. Like that's come on. Maybe she's in uh, East Lake. <laughs> Richmond Heights. Richmond Heights. Then even better. <laughs> Uh, I just imagine him like, I imagine he's got an amazing house, but it, it's still like Phil saying, it's like normal rich person stuff, like normal, like uber wealthy person stuff, but it's still totally different than the way the Roy's live, which is the way I imagine Taylor oh, Swift lives. No. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and she so, owns an like, island somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like, he's like walking her into the house. Like, Hey, here's my pool table. Here's my man cave. It's a 60 inch plasma. And she's like, great dude. Like I've got a house that like floats in space. Oh, you show stop it. <laughs> I think he is, but I think it's totally worth it for him to be with Taylor Swift. All right. <laughs> Week seven, non-Browns NFL game. What are you looking at on the schedule next week other than the Browns that you want to see? I guess I have to go with the preview of the Super Bowl that right. I picked. <laughs> the, the Eagles yeah. and the Dolphins are uh, – is that Sunday night, I think, next week? Yeah, is that it is. It's a Sunday night game, yeah. 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 So I'm 
I'm pretty interested in that. I'd like to see the preview of the of the game that I think is going to uh, end it all this season. It's my same Super Bowl, so I probably should go that way. But for the sake of the show, uh, I'm going to say Chargers Chiefs because if the Chargers lose tonight, they're definitely losing next week, and then that coach is on a hot seat and they're underperforming, like Gerb, you have said they would this year. So other than that Sunday night game, if we're just talking about regular one or four o'clocks, that's probably the one I'll seek out. I'm on Detroit and Baltimore. I would love to see the Lions beat the hell out of the Ravens next week. With that, fellas, we're going to close this down, take our final break, head off the field, and talk about October. Welcome back, fellas, to our final segment. We're going to head off the field. Let's talk October, a month I've always considered one of the best of the year. We get football. We get cooler temps. We get Oktoberfests. What's not to love? So, best sports month of the year, January, dog days of the NBA season, NFL playoffs, college bowl games and playoff games, March, NBA trade deadline, post-All-Star break games, NFL free agency, spring trainings around the corner, June, NBA finals, NHL finals, not that anybody cares, NBA hey. draft. Wow. <laughs> wow. And, and, and baseball's getting into gear or October. NFL season going strong. College football started. Major League Baseball playoffs and the start of the NBA. What's the best sports month of the year? I would lean towards October. Um for, for this reason, I think you're in you're in the middle of football and every game matters, right? Like it's not 162, it's not 82, it's every game matters both in college and, and the pros. So October is great. I'm a huge baseball fan. As you guys may remember, I love playoff baseball. The intensity's turned up. It's great. So I'll, I'll give the nod to October because of baseball and football's in full swing. I believe the WNBA championship just True. occurred as well. Yep. So throw that, still going. throw that, still yeah, going. throw that into the month. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And basketball is about to start. There's a lot going on in October. I love it. You're probably right here with the October. There's a lot going on, and I can add the NHL puck drop starts in October as well. The yeah, season started true. last that's week, true. so yep. uh, I'm going to sit on October as well. I feel vindicated. I've been saying this for years. So other than sports, is the month of October underrated, properly rated, or overrated? <laughs> I'm going to say I'll, I'll go properly rated because the weather has been horseshit. Uh, it's been really, we yeah. went from 80 and now it's 50 and rainy and bleh, but it, it takes a different life now that I have children. And, and when we do kind of walk around the neighborhood, uh, there's the kids are really into the Halloween decorations. Charlie at one points out every pumpkin, like it's a million dollars. If me and you saw it on the street, like it's so <laughs> exciting for her. So I'm seeing it through different eyes. Uh, so I'm going to say it's, it's. It's maybe a little underrated right now, heading into Halloween, and, and the kids are getting excited for that. I bet at Taylor Swift's house, it really is like a million dollars just sitting there, <laughs> not just a pumpkin. <laughs> I think it's underrated. The more I think about this, it might be the best month of the year by far. Uh, all the sports you mentioned, we got Halloween in this month. I love sweatpant and hoodie weather. I love it, man. Like There's nothing better than watching any of those sports in a comfy, whether you got it at Walmart in Bryan, Ohio or not, pair of sweatpants yeah, and a hoodie. <laughs> Those man. Are nice. like that, yeah, man. Like it, <laughs> that is ultimate comfort. And I'd be remiss if I did not mention 
in the middle of October is my youngest son's birthday. So it is an underrated month for me. I think it's underrated. I don't think people give October the credit because there aren't like the major holidays. It's not Thanksgiving or Christmas or something like that, although we are going to get to it. It still seems like a really fun month. I like that it's really when it seems like the weather changes and it gets crisp outside. Um, I like the like the the fact that the leaves are changing and stuff like that. You're moving into a different season. So uh, and all the sports, all the sports that are out there. It's really fantastic. So underrated month of October. So your favorite historical event that took place in October, October 17th, 2020. Chicago runs its streak to six consecutive years as America's raddiest city. October 19th, 1781, Cornwallis surrenders to General George Washington to end the Revolutionary War. October 20th, 1818, U.S. and Britain agree to set the Canadian border at the 49th parallel. Canada apparently agrees. October 31st, 1517 Martin (laughs) Martin Luther nails his famous 95 theses to the door of a church in Wittenberg Germany triggering the start of the Protestant Reformation so what's your favorite historical event of October (laughs) that's an awful lot to take in so I'm going to start at the beginning because I've been to both Chicago and New York City I never saw a rat in Chicago I only saw rats in New York City, so I'm going to go with that one. Man, it is George Washington for me. Not my f***ing king. Sign this paper. <laughs> Clearly, it's it, it's winning the Revolutionary War what? is a really big deal. Yeah. Really big deal for I'm with you. I've never seen a rat in Chicago. I don't understand how it's six years running the rattiest city in the country um i'm going with winning the revolutionary war and you know being america moving on i said earlier that maybe october got like a short shift because it doesn't have like one of the major holidays but i'll tell you what there's a lot of holidays in this month today alone october 16th this is global cat day national bosses day national elaine day shout out to my mom and World Spine Day. Setting aside all the things we need to be celebrating today, what's the most underrated October holiday? October 9th is National Kick Butt Day. October 13th is the International Day for Failure. October 21st is National Count Your Buttons Day. Oh. And October 29th is Visit a Cemetery Day. What oh, is the most boy. underrated October holiday? Wait a minute. I am to assume any of those four are underrated? <laughs> yes, they're all they, underrated, but which is the underrated? most underrated? Oh, have you ever God. even heard of National Count Your Buttons Day? That's my right point. Now? I kind of I kind of feel like the fact that they exist, they're all overrated. <laughs> I, I don't know why any of these things exist. Uh, do the snaps on my white satin jacket count? Yes. Do yes, they? absolutely. Then I'm going with that yeah. one. I'm going with that one. Uh, I'm too old for National Kick Butt Day, so... <laughs> I'm going to join Phil uh, to celebrate the 21st. I have five days to prepare for (laughs) usually count your blessings, but now I'm going to say count your buttons. That's tough. You're right. I do feel too old for National Kick Butt Day, uh, too young for Visit a Cemetery Day. I don't know, man. I would love to know what the International Day for Failure is all about. That's international. That's not just us. Um, 
So I guess we're all in on uh, October 21st, National Count Your Buttons Day. Which of these October activities are you likely to do now that you would have never considered doing when you were 22 years old? First one, collect fall leaves and preserve them. Next one, go to a pumpkin patch. Next one, swap out summer clothing for winter clothing. Last one, take a haunted road trip. Haunted road trip? That mean? Drive around to haunted places. Every leaf in this neighborhood ends up in my yard. I have no trees on my property, but every I, I hate leaves, so I'm not going there. I'm going to do the visit the pumpkin patch. The kitties love, uh, obviously, I'm talking about my daughter points out pumpkins. Uh, we go to the same farm every year and pick pumpkins, and it's a nice little family thing. So uh, the pumpkin patch is it for me. That's the only one on that list that I would consider doing at my current age that I would never have considered at 22, and it's because I have... I have little kids. Yeah. Let's go pick out a, a pumpkin from the pumpkin patch. I think swapping out my summer clothing and winter clothing was something that I, like, I never did when I was like 22 years old. It was just like one pile in a basket in a closet wherever I was living. Now I actually do it. It's actually time to take out all the shorts and put those away and, you know, move all the sweats and stuff like that in. So I guess that would be mine. All right. How about this? Best movie with October in the title. The Hunt for Red October, Ooh. October Sky, October Kiss, which is a Hallmark movie. Poppy still hasn't found what she's really good at and goes from job to job. Same with dates. She's good with her nephews, so she starts as a nanny for a busy widower's two kids, and Halloween is coming. Last one, Rocky Four. Now, hold on. I get it. <laughs> It doesn't say October in the title, but according to my research, Apollo challenges Drago to an exhibition fight, and he makes a challenge on August 15th, and we know that Rocky fights Drago on Christmas Day, so it seems to me most reasonable that the Apollo-Drago fight occurred in October, and that's how I make the connection. So which of those is the best movie with October in the title or some event <laughs> Gosh. I know you think I'm going to go with Rocky four and I appreciate you trying to pit those pieces together. I just, I don't follow it. So I'm going to say the hunt for red October started the submarine movie craze that I kind of got into. Cause there were a few good ones after that. We say Alabama, we say roll tide, yeah. but the hunt for red October, the best part that I remember about that movie is that they did a masterful job in the early, I think that was early nineties, right? Yeah. Where they're speaking Russian and then they just kind of like zoom in and all of a sudden the Russian turns into English. So I was like, yes, no subtitles. This is going to be great. Uh, I enjoy that movie. I like most submarine movies, but that one started all for me. So I'll, I'll, I can't believe I'm voting against a Rocky movie, even with your fuzzy math. That's another <laughs> 90s reference. I'll go with that. The Hunt for Red October. I actually fully expected you to go with a Hallmark movie. I'm, I'm shocked you went with anything else. But It's not snowed in. If, if Poppy ends up in Santa Claus, Indiana, in the <laughs> that's, sequel, that's right. Yeah, right. And then, then we're, we might have something there. Um, but uh, as it is the only movie I've ever seen in my life with the word October in the title, it's the hunt for red October. That's it. I can't think of another, I never saw October sky. That's a legitimate movie, but uh, hunt for red October, Alec Baldwin in the beginning. Hunt for red October is the best of them, but I'm going to go with October sky. That's a really cool movie. And it was like my brother's favorite movie. 
So um, he, he really loved that. He had he had a license plate on a Corvette that was O-C-T-S-K-Y. It was supposed to stand for October Sky. And I'm like, dude, it just says Otsky. What are you doing? That doesn't make a damn bit of sense, man. <laughs> but that was his favorite movie, and that's how he, he wanted to honor it. All right. So this is not a complete list for sure, but I'm going to throw it out to you. Best albums ever released in the month of October. Ooh. This took a lot. So uh, 1979, Quadrophenia by The Who was released in October. 1988, U2 released Rattle and Hum. 1995, Oasis released What's the Story, Morning Glory in October. In 1999, a band called The Bloodhound Gang released an album called Hooray for Boobies. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> What? Um, <laughs> 2022, Taylor Swift released Midnights in October. So which one of those do you think, or if you've somehow memorized another album that was released in October sometime, uh, what's the best one? I'm going to go off script here only because I saw the social media recovering the satellites, the Counting Crows oh, release. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was last week or this week or something. And after August and everything after, uh, we all love so much. Can they put out another really great album and to me they did and address their yeah yeah I'm, I'm gonna go that way uh because i don't really care about the who uh oasis not bad taylor swiss and angel baby but i'm always gonna defend the counting crow so i'm going with uh that album i think so, because we have 15 more days of october there's probably like three or four zach bryan albums coming our way so that i'm gonna, I'm gonna reserve judgment <laughs> till the possible. end of the month yeah, yeah. right <laughs> um, but of that list that you offered Gerbs, I'm going to go with you two rattle and hum. And it, it's more of a, a, just a personal memory, a uh, good album, of course. Right. Great band, good album. But, uh, my dad bought that album in 1988 on cassette. And I listened to it as he would drive me around from sport practice to sport practice, probably 150 times, uh, just wearing that cassette out. So that, that has a special place in my heart followed closely by, you know, Taylor Swift's album, because. That has also a close, special place in my heart as a, as a Swifty. Well, I'm going to go with Recovering the Satellites. That wasn't one that I found in my research. but <laughs> Yes, damn it. It was if, the 15th. If, I, if it was a different discussion, I think I'd really have a tough time deciding whether I like August and Everything After or Recovering the Satellites yeah. better. Recovering the Satellites yeah. has some great songs on it, man. I really love that album. So it didn't make my list, but it's going to be my choice. That's a good one. Thanks, Chuck. That's You're why on. we have you on, buddy. All right, so this coming Friday is October 20th, and it just happens to be a huge day for new music being released. So which of these albums that will be released on the 20th should we discuss next week? Should we start with Reverend Christian Michael Hader's new album, Saved? It's got an exclamation point. Uh, Cher is releasing a Christmas album. David Foster and Catherine McPhee are also releasing an album of Christmas songs. Or, if you guys are interested, we can go with the Rolling Stones' Hackney Diamonds coming out on October 20th. Which one should be the subject of our All Ears segment next week? Well, we have a short window of opportunity to review these Christmas albums, so we, <laughs> should, probably, yeah. we should probably get on that <laughs> right away. Right away. Uh, no, it's it's... Hackney Diamonds, right? Is that what it's called? That's the album that's coming out, I believe. Yeah, Rolling Stones. Yep. Absolutely. There is no doubt that it is the Rolling Stones album. As much as I love Catherine McPhee and David Foster's 
weird loving relationship because I think they're like <laughs> 60 to 60 years apart. It was an album I never expected that I was like, oh, I got to hear this thing, but I got to hear this thing, man. So I'm looking forward to that album. I want to thank you guys for being better people than me and not trying to ruin next week's show by picking like Cher's album. Um, so yeah, obviously we're going with the Rolling Stones. I'm really, really excited for that album coming out. I can't wait to listen to it next week, but fellas, we are out of time. I am out of questions for now. And we just did the whole show without mentioning that Netflix is going to open brick and mortar locations in major cities in 2025 with that news that it wasn't bad enough that it killed Blockbuster. Now Netflix is just rubbing it in. I hope you guys have a great week, and let's get together and do this again real soon. Absolutely. What are they doing? Yeah, what are they going to do? Brick and mortar stores. What are they selling? Come in and right, watch that, TV. Because that, because at one point it was um, with that news that it wasn't bad enough. They killed Blockbuster. Now they're trying to kill Planet Hollywood. It's like a, it's like a, it's like was that was that better? Should we re-record that? Because <laughs> um, it's going to be like dining and retail, and oh. like their sh- it's going to be like based on their shows. So there's going to oh. be like Stranger Things memorabilia or something like that i don't know so it's yeah. gonna be like planet hollywood uh, yeah, yeah. yeah i want to yeah i want to sit in the i'm Witcher gonna loop this right in on <laughs> the outtakes right afterwards since that yeah. was clearly the the superior joke <laughs> oh man that's that's uh that, i've that's never been in a planet hollywood ever you know, I was in the one in like Bruce Willis. Owned, well, he doesn't and remember. Stil- doesn't Stallone, he own a piece of was that? A, and Stallone. Oh, too soon. I know. Sorry. <laughs> he might remember. Uh, no, it was like it's that. like him and Arnold and Stallone yeah. were like yeah. major investors in it, and all their shit was in it. Yeah, I, I could be wrong, but the Planet Hollywood was right next to where you got married in Vegas, Gerber. I it, and it was changing ownership during like right around that time. Um, the aladdin turned into the planet hollywood afterward because it was the aladdin when you got married a couple years after we got married okay yeah uh and i'd been in i think i'd been in another planet hollywood somewhere it's it's the exact same thing as the hard rock cafe except like movies instead of music Mm and and like the food was worse um (laughs) so what is netflix doing that that's weird i think it's hilarious that they that they they made their bones by crushing a brick and mortar location. And now they're like, yeah. Hey, you know what we should do? Let's let's open Netflix house in times square and have people come in and. Yeah. I must've hired a 75 year old man as the marketing director. Yeah. yeah. That would be a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Place. Brick and mortar. We've somehow carved out all that overhead in our entire yeah. operation. Yeah. We're going to put it right back into it. Yeah. 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 Great idea. Great idea. That won't go poorly at all. You're you're going to see a world series, no matter who gets in there, the Astros or the Rangers, whoever it is that demographically they're going to get destroyed by a one o'clock Sunday football game. Like they, the, the, the football game will have three times the viewership than the world series, which makes me kind of sad. And not to say that like the Braves got there, it would be any better, you know, like it would, it wouldn't matter, but yeah, it's just, 
Yeah. Yeah. But I don't even if it's if it's Houston against Philadelphia or it's Houston against the Yankees, I still think they're losing to NFL games. Yes. Yeah. At one o'clock on a yeah. Sunday, man. That's just the reality now. Like yeah. Yeah. you've got to plan your World Series around NFL yeah. games. You cannot yeah. be playing yeah. when the NFL is playing. Um Yep. You're especially right. if Taylor's yeah. there, dude. Oh man. Yeah. That's what Akuna needs to do. Akuna needs to date Taylor. You're right. Yeah. It, it yeah. could uh, yeah. give it time. Yeah. Give it time. <laughs> I mean, how how long is this relationship gonna last? They're getting married, dude. Oh, they're are they? So they're gonna dumb. get married probably downtown. They're gonna be on the good time too for their reception. <laughs> yeah. Or yes. whatever yacht Taylor owns that's five times the size of the that good time. Floats too. in space. She... <laughs> space yacht. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, uh, an amazing story and you know I, i'm happy that it's they've toned it down a little bit in the last in the last week i guess um but all she has to do is show up at the, one of his games again right like yeah yeah uh, it's all fake it's all fake she's getting great publicity from it she was like drinking some drink that he's like an investor in the company yeah. or something like that she's like holding the can like just look at him. Look at they they were walking like into a restaurant in New York and just look at him standing next to her. Who doesn't belong in this photo? Paul <laughs> Bayes. I love that he's a Cleveland guy and he's shooting his shot with the biggest pop yes. star on the fucking planet. Heck yeah. Um, yes. But um I got too much respect for Taylor Swift for her to settle wow. for oh, the man. second her best history, tight end man. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Ozzie's too old. Ozzie's too old, man. She can't go out with Ozzie Newsome. <laughs> he's way too old. All right, then he's the third best behind Ozzie and Gronk. <clears throat> oh, God. She can't go out with Gronk. No, I, I don't recommend it. I, I think <laughs> I, I think she's swinging and missing with tight ends. Yes, yes. Quarterbacks, yes. Taylor. Yeah. Quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. Starting pitchers. It worked out great for Kate Upton, right? Kate Upton mm-hmm. and, and what's his name? Yeah. Yeah, Verlander, I think yeah. it's on steroids. Yeah. yeah, um, just my opinion. <laughs> Which, who would you like to see her with now that we're down this road? <laughs> now that we're on that, yeah, let's find a how about most, quarterbacks most, in honestly, mostly oh, Phil. No, 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 I'm way, I'm not tall enough. I'm not tall enough. She you already, are. she, she, you are the, the Jonas, the Jonas hugged, guy I've that hugged she her. Dated, who's like, I've hugged her twice. You are tall enough to date her. Um, I think she's if she's dating a quarterback in the NFL, it, it should be like a Justin Herbert kind of guy, right? Like that's who it should be. Like, right? I think it should be Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady? Yes. Yeah. He's retired. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but he's still Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fine. I, I thought we were talking about guys playing the position, but <laughs> sure. Tom Brady would be a move up from Travis Kelsey. <laughs> um, so somebody who's playing right now. I guess it'd be hilarious if she was dating like Tua. He's only like... what's his name with Carolina? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bryce Young's only Bryce like five Young. four. No. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, it's like Justin Herbert. Uh, you know what would be great would be Dak because that'd be like this humongous distraction in uh, in Dallas, in Texas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be great. 
slightly bigger than when uh, Romo dated Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson, yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. yeah, just a little. Yeah, look how that well that. worked out. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All right, twelve oh one. Woo, we did it. We did it. We did yeah. it. We just did like old it. times. Just like we old times. We did it. Oh, this was great. Good to be back, boys. I, I, Hell yeah. I feel like back. I missed some beats, but oh, um, all good. in all, wonderful night as yeah. always. Great time. Yeah. Um, God, I love a white satin jacket winning podcast, man. It looks man, good I, on you. I, I, yeah. hope, I yeah. hope this thing makes the, the podcast video, where are we at right now? Three and two, at least seven to eight more times. That's what we yeah. need, right? Seven yep. to eight more of these bad yep. boys. Let's get yep. it done. Let's get it yep. done. Be careful so, with it. Go put oh, it yeah. in bubble wrap <laughs> for I, next week. I'm not week. taking yeah. it outside. <laughs> like, that's for sure. This is an indoor jacket. <laughs> Some sort of a case or something, man, to keep it like. I don't it's going know, right like, back on the hanger. Where, 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 right, where does uh, Tiger keep his master's jackets? That's what so you I was about to say. To, it's I, like the same shit. It's an inside jacket, so it has a hanger next to my suit coats. It's going right back in the closet okay. next to my suit coats. All right. Good deal. Good deal. So are we All on right, Sunday or Monday yeah. next week? We'll do Sunday next Sunday? week. Sunday? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Back cool. on the regulars. Everything is okay. back to normal now, fellas, for the rest right. of the year. Shouldn't be an Perfect. issue. Okay. All right, guys. All right, All right fellas. Love All you guys. Right. This was Love awesome. Guys. Great to yeah, see you guys. Yeah, you too. See Bye. Funny. Funny like a clown? You didn't use you?